Welcome to the St. Michael Fall Podcast Series. My name is Ken Brannan, and I will be leading our meditation today. Our theme this fall is Gifted, Identifying, Developing, and Practicing the Gifts that God has Given Us. May we offer our gifts joyfully for the sake of the Church and the world. The love of God has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. A reading from Matthew, chapter 11, beginning at the 16th verse. Jesus said, But to what will I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to one another, We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We wailed, and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. Then he began to reproach the cities in which most of his deeds of power had been done, because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the deeds of power done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I tell you, on the day of judgment, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? No, you will be brought down to Hades. For if the deeds of power done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I tell you that on the day of judgment, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom than for you. Here ends the reading. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. How often do we hear these words in the gospel lessons, either from John the Baptist or Jesus himself? There is something essential about acknowledging when we are off track so that God can get us back on track. Repenting is not about self-hatred. Repenting is about humility and being willing to see the truth of our situation. We undertake this process without fear because we know that God desires good things for us. In today's gospel lesson, Jesus is on a tear. Not only does he point out how fickle the people are, he also expresses amazement that they witness God's deeds of power and remain hard-hearted. In fact, to emphasize the point, he exclaims that his listeners are worse than Tyre, Sidon, and Sodom, ancient cities that are often held up as examples of sin and godlessness. His listeners would have been offended or convicted, depending on their commitment to following Jesus. The Bible's message is consistent. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Tim Smith, our new director of formation, gave me a book to read recently entitled, No Silver Bullets, Five Small Shifts That Will Transform Your Ministry, by Daniel M. The book takes a close look at what discipleship means and how churches can do a better job of forming disciples. It doesn't happen automatically. The book is based on research. Several years ago, Lifeway Research embarked on an in-depth study of discipleship and created the Transformational Discipleship Assessment, or TDA. This research tool was based on interviews with thousands of pastors and laypeople around the United States and Canada. The results of the study showed that there are eight common attributes shown by those who are maturing well in the Christian faith. One, Bible engagement. Two, obeying God and denying self. Three, serving God and others. Four, 
sharing Christ. 5. Exercising faith. 6. Seeking God. 7. Building relationships. 8. Being unashamed or transparency. He describes these attributes as outputs, but there are inputs that bring these outputs about. There are actions we can take to help us become strong disciples. Some of these inputs include reading the Bible regularly, attending worship every week, being part of a discipleship group, and serving those in need, just to name a few. But guess what action was number one in terms of becoming more transparent, fostering stronger relationships, seeking after God, and sharing Christ with others? Confession. Acknowledging our sins before God and asking for forgiveness. Apparently, confession places us in the correct posture to relate well to others, receive the grace of God, and share the good news with others. Jesus didn't have access to this particular research project, but he knew it was true, not only because he was the incarnate Word of God, but also because he was a good student of Hebrew Scripture. Throughout the Old Testament, the prophets call the people to repent. When they do, they align themselves with the purposes of creation and experience good things. I know it's not Lent, it's not even Advent, but I think any day is a good day to say, I'm sorry, not only to God, but also to those whom we have hurt. We confess our sins, not only because it's the right thing to do, but because research shows that the more we do it, the more we grow as a disciple of Christ. And that's what we're all about at St. Michael Church. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Heavenly Father, who has filled the world with beauty, open our eyes to behold your gracious hand in all your works, that, rejoicing in the whole creation, we may learn to serve you with gladness, for the sake of him through whom all things were made, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen.